0: You're listening to the Spirits Blind Tasting Podcast with Johnny Michelson. Hey guys, it's Johnny here from Spirits People. Thank you so much for checking out this week's episode of the Spirits Blind Tasting Podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to tasting fine spirits without the influence of brands and marketing. So I do apologize if there's any background noise. my neighbor has decided to do some home construction, and uh, yeah, there's there's no stopping that here in the central London region, so unfortunately, there might be a little bit of noise, but yeah, I'll try to I'll try to minimize it in post-production, but yeah, I just wanted to give you guys a heads up here. So this week is another, sample week. So I've gotten some blind samples here from Tom Profit, who is also known as Profit underscore bourbon on Instagram. And um, Tom is so kind to send me a couple of samples here. And there's an envelope with the result that I'll reveal at the end of this episode. Tom is also a supporter of mine over on Patreon. So Tom, thank you so much for sending over the samples and for all of your support. It really means a lot to me. For everyone else listening out there, if you haven't heard, I have a Patreon page where you can support my efforts, such as this podcast, or my weekly live streams over on Instagram and my brand new YouTube channel and everything I do over there for as little as a dollar a month. So yeah, if you're interested and want to support me, please check it out over on patreon.com forward slash spiritspeople. So I think with that said, let's jump into this episode. But before we do that, as per usual, a quick reminder of the format. First I'll be jumping into the appearance and the nose and then I'll take a quick break and I'll do the tasting and I'll come back and share my tasting notes and finish off this episode with a conclusion. So I think that's it. Let's jump into this week's episode. with the appearance and the nose. And what I didn't manage to do as I've done the past couple episodes here is mention the coin stoppers that I have on top of my tasting glasses here. So I'll do it now because I really enjoy these coins and um, wanna give the guys who create these coins a thumbs up and a thank you for, for doing so. So the first one here on Spirit A is from the Scotch Test Dummies. So a super popular youtube channel if you haven't checked them out definitely try to do that if you're into your video reviews and all kinds of nonsense over there or not nonsense but uh more like madness <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah the scott's test dummies are two awesome guys and i have coin 781 here from cask5 from those guys and over on spirit b i have coin 188 from vin over at no nonsense whiskey so vin is also a supporter of mine over on patreon so thanks again for your support vin it really means a lot to me and vin is also a youtube channel again so if you like youtube video reviews and stuff like that definitely also check him out over there so with that said and out of the way i'm gonna jump into spirit a here and um i'm gonna just kind of go through my my normal process here, and I have everything kind of jotted down, and I have the glass in my hand. So I'm I'm, I'm kind of ready to go here. So jumping into the appearance first, we are looking at a clear spirit. And um, we have the intensity in color is a medium amber. So it's an amber hue, and it's kind of a medium intensity on it. So yeah, probably we're looking at something in that category here. And also Tom, who shared these samples with me is known as Prophet bourbon. So um, yeah, we're probably looking at something in that category altogether. But we'll see, we'll see how it goes. So the suggested texture here on spirit a is a, I'll say medium to high, it's actually looking very oily, but Once the legs start pulling down, they're pulling down pretty quick. So so yeah, medium to potentially high viscosity when we get to the tasting. So uh, yeah, I'll just take a quick note of that. And then I'll move on to the nose here. So the nose is clean. There's no kind of faulty aromas or anything like that. And the intensity, it's quite pronounced. But I think it's not really enough for me to put it in the pronounced section here. So I think I'm going to put it in the medium towards pronounced. So actually at a chins distance, I'm able to get a little bit of uh, a butterscotch note out of the glass, which, um, which also is a pretty heavy representation of, of what I'm getting on on the aroma side of things here altogether. So yeah, medium to pronounced and then moving into the aroma characteristics here. So yeah, butterscotch, is just jumping out of the glass and then there's a little bit of gingerbread kind of following that and um, yeah some some other like quite sweet notes so butterscotch is quite sweet and the ginger gingerbread has like a spice to it but also there's a sweet note to that kind of gingerbread so there's maybe some vanilla cream there's definitely vanilla in there but it's kind of like a very soft and and, and warm vanilla sensation so yeah vanilla cream and also something I'm getting here, and this is this is actually quite interesting because this is something that is um, is very fresh in in mind here. So I've done a video that's available on YouTube around uh, smelling the difference between apples and and pear. So in that video, I did some caramelized apples, and this here has a very strong sensation of caramelized apples, and it's that kind of caramelization and the sweetness of an apple and 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 the apple sensation was quite fresh in that video so if you've seen it you'll know what i'm talking about if you haven't go check it out it's really quite fun as an experiment so yeah the the caramelized apple had this kind of fresh apple sensation but a very sweet and and, and almost like a toffee-like rounding to it so this is exactly what i'm getting here so so yeah i'm, I'm quite pleased with that actually and then um, there's some spicy notes, like some baking spices kind of following that. And um, yeah, I think it's kind of like, a, there's some allspice, there's some cloves in there. So I think those are kind of the the key, the key spices that are kind of popping out. But then there is also a little bit of that dried fruit sensation, maybe some dried apricots. And there's some dried orange peel in there. So So yeah, very, very interesting and very, a very warming and and sweet nose altogether. Um, And it's also it's quite, it's quite pronounced when you get your nose all the way into the glass, like, they're very bold aromas. And and they're kind of, they're well balanced, like a lot of these aroma characteristics will will kind of present themselves in in a nice harmony. They're not, they're not kind of competing with each other if you will so they're they're a really nice balance on the nose and it's quite sweet if you will and it's kind of that darker sweetness and then towards the end they're getting a little bit of that kind of dried sensation so yeah dried apricots dried orange peel maybe a hint of a pecan nut or something like that is a there's a strange kind of nuttiness but it's like very sweet as well and then finally there on the characteristics there's there's a little bit of oak but it's kind of like a dry and maybe toasted oak I'm, I'm getting on the nose here. So it's a little bit of a dusty, dry sensation to it. And, and I feel like that's the oak kind of presenting itself, but it's kind of like a, a toasted or, or dry oak sensation to it. So one thing I will note here and, and, and something I'm, I'm starting to think more about when I do these uh, nosings and tastings is, is there any presence of, of char, like a barrel char? And there was very little of that on the nose. However, I've also found that it's something that usually presents itself a little bit more on the palate and not necessarily always um, on the nose here. So I'm not too worried. So I'll kind of, I'll continue that train of thought when I when I get into the, the actual tasting here. There was a little bit of that kind of caramelized apple like the burnt sugar, but it was more of a sweeter side of that. It wasn't necessarily the, the burnt sensation. There's hints of, of some maturation in here. There's hints of that kind of barrel barrel aging, but I think, yeah, the palette will probably give us a little bit more on that. So yeah, finally on Spirit A here, I think the ABV. So this is the tricky one because there was some sharper notes kind of like coming out as I was swirling the glass. I was trying to agitate it a little bit to, to try to get a sensation of, of the ethanol Uh, that was present in here so the ethanol doesn't really stick out if you will it was it was nicely integrated into all of the aroma characteristics which could suggest that it's it has a little bit of age to it so um so yeah but once I started swirling the glass and agitating it a little bit it was actually giving away quite some sharpness so I think we're probably looking at something that's higher than 50 percent maybe even maybe even higher than 55 percent here so so yeah, I think I'll put it, I'll probably put it actually at around, around 55 at this point, And then, yeah, we'll see, we'll see what happens when we, um, when we hit the palette. Cool. Okay, I think that's it for spirit A and I'll jump into spirit B. All right, so I just grabbed spirit B here and it's in my hand. And uh, we're looking at a clear spirit. So there's no kind of haziness or anything like that. The intensity and the color is a medium amber. So pretty much the same color as Spirit A. And when you look at them side by side, they would easily be mistaken for each other. So yeah, I use my uh, <laughs> I use my little coin stoppers here as an indicator of, of which is which, so I can, I can remember because they basically look the same. However, they do not smell the same at all. So uh, So yeah, we'll get to that. So I'm swirling it in the glass here, and um, what I'm getting as a suggested texture is also very similar. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm getting this like really thick ring of oil after swirling it for a bit, and it kind of pulls down really slowly. So yeah, again, like a medium to high suggested viscosity. Uh, but again, we'll we'll have a look at that when we get the the get to the palette. So on the nose, so the condition is clean. There's no faulty aromas or anything like that. And the intensity is a little bit lower than Spirit A. So I'll put it at a medium. There's nothing really coming out at a chin's distance, but yeah, as soon as you get to the bottom of your nose, there's really there's really quite a lot coming out. Maybe not as much again as Spirit A here. So. And, and it's a very different profile as well. So the first thing I actually get out of Spirit B is oak. Um, whereas on Spirit A, it was kind of almost like an afterthought, but it's, it's kind of like something that was in the background a little bit. Whereas it's very present on, on Spirit B here. So oak was the first thing I got. And then there was this sensation of, of sweet corn. And there was some caramel in there. There's some baked apples. And again, just going back to that video that I was talking about a second ago, so the apples now is a little bit more subdued, and it's a little bit more of a dry sensation, but it's definitely an apple note in there. So yeah, baked apples, and then again, also that kind of pie crust sensation that um, I talk about in, in that video and this is not meant to be <laughs> I apologize this is not meant to be a, a an advertisement for my my YouTube video but I I thought it was quite interesting because I posted that this morning and then when I started doing this tasting I, I realized that I'm actually I'm actually getting some of these notes so yeah I just thought it was quite interesting but anyway so yeah moving on to Spirit B there's this sensation of, of leather. So the pie crust kind of moved into a leathery kind of feeling. So it's quite it's quite dark and, and quite dry. And then following that was this kind of like cinnamon powder, almost like uh, cloves that's been also kind of crushed. And then interestingly, at the end, as I was kind of also kind of trying to get that sensation of, of ABV, when i was swirling the glass and, and agitating the spirit a little bit more i was i was quite surprised because it, it kind of changed a little bit and became quite sharp so it was almost like a nail varnish or or nail varnish remover uh, sensation it was very very sharp so very ethanol heavy although it does kind of disappear as you as you let it sit for a bit but yeah, it was it was interesting. And um yeah, it could it could mean that it's potentially a younger spirit or at least maybe younger in comparison to to spirit A because that felt like it was more integrated into the profile of the nose whereas here it kind of popped out like quite heavily. And also the fact that the oak is coming through could mean that it's been been aged maybe in a, a heavier char uh, barrel to to try to process uh, the spirit faster and, and maybe get it out but again it's a little bit too early to say so so what i'm doing now is i'm, I'm starting to take all this information and trying to process it and, and and try to figure out what it means so trying to translate it into to something that i can use when when it comes to the guess at the end here so yeah i think that's it for for spirit b here i think the last thing is like on on the actual abv i think it's probably a very similar abv level at least from from what i could get from the nose and again the palate might show a little bit more but yeah on the nose although they're very different in the way that it presents the alcohol i think it's probably probably around the same abv at least that's my 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 kind of assessment at, at this point in time so so yeah all right, so I think that's it for the nosing. I will put this down and um, yeah, I'm gonna jump into the tasting because I think at this point, there's not really much more I can extract from the nose and, and the appearance here. So I think it's time to move into the next step and see what else we can we can uncover. So, so yeah, let's do that. <music> and we are back with some tasting notes and man are these interesting different and hard to hard to figure out really and and then again not i think we're dealing with a couple of bourbons here but besides that i'm really i'm really struggling i'm not really sure but anyway we'll 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 jump into it i'll talk you through the the different process steps here and and maybe something else will kind of come to mind as I as I go through it but yeah as of right now it's my guess it's going to be quite bland if you will or generic but uh, yeah maybe something will will come to me so so here we go so sweetness on spirit a so dry spirit not surprisingly so I don't think there's any sugar been added to the spirit and the texture here is very nice and, and warm and it's mouth filling. The viscosity is quite it's quite high, but it's not it's not super oily, so I put it in the medium towards high viscosity here. And the intensity is pronounced. There's a lot of things happening and the volume and the power of those flavor characteristics are really coming through here. So the intensity is is in the highest category here. So pronounced on that. I think there's a there's a nice link between the nose and and the palate here, but I think it's also there's a bit of a development here. And also because these are a little bit higher in the ABV, I've I've added some water after tasting a few sips without. So I've kind of I've kind of let it develop a little bit and and I'll kind of just talk through it here. So the first thing coming through on the palate was was really this oak sensation that was a little bit more subdued on the nose but now it's really coming through the burnt toast is coming through you get a sensation of that new barrel char that all bourbons uh, have to have so you kind of get that sensation now and also the spices are coming through quite nicely the allspice, the cloves and now there's some black peppercorns being added into the mix even a little bit of black licorice maybe even like a a uh, licorice to it. It was quite a bitter note there in, in the middle, although it wasn't really, it wasn't standing out like a sore thumb, but it was more integrated, but it was a little bit more of a bitter note, which I've, I've kind of noticed as, as more tastings that I do, that those kind of bitter notes really just come through on the palate. So as long as they're not taking over the palate and there's a nice balance to it, I think everything is as it should be. And, and everything else really did survive from the nose into the palate with the spices we also have the kind of hints of vanilla and the caramelized apples were still there and the leather was was kind of coming through there which could suggest that there was a little bit of age to this and also when I did add some water there's a little bit of a floral note coming through it was almost like it it opened up with that water and it became a little bit more floral um maybe even a little bit fragrant but but mostly on on the floral side so i will say one thing that i did take note of is that the dried fruit and and the nuttiness that was picking up the nose was 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 not really present it was it was very subdued and i think as i was adding the water you get a little bit of it but it's almost like that floral note kind of taking over so so yeah it was it was quite interesting to to see it develop in, in a sense and um i don't necessarily think this is a bad thing i think actually for this particular spirit it actually worked it worked out really well and it, it really just presented itself really nicely and the balance that came through from the nose and into the palate and with that additional kind of water being added and and the 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 change in profile wasn't significant enough for me to say that it was a bad quality in the spirit. I think it was actually a, a beneficial thing for it. And um, yeah, with the ABV at the point, I think it actually benefited from, from that water being added. So uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say that although those kind of dried fruit notes didn't survive as as much as I probably would have wanted them to, it doesn't really retract from from the quality level of of the spirit here. And also that kind of the sensation of barrel aging really started to show and it showed a little bit more maturity on the palette, which I thought was really interesting. And and just kind of jumping into the finish here, because what that meant is that those flavors really just took over the finish and, and carried it through like the oak was there for quite some time. And that kind of sensation of cloves and, and, and licorice really just carried out through and it was really long and it was a nice complexity to the finish, which in in, in my opinion is, is one of those things that really make up a nice quality spirit here. So finally here on Spirit A, I'll say that the ABV is probably going to be around that 55% mark. I feel like it was a little bit more punchy than something that would sit around the, the 50% or the 100 proof. But yeah, I wouldn't be too surprised if it was a little bit lower than 55. But yeah, I think there was enough flavors coming through. There's enough kind of flavors carried throughout the nose into the palate. And and although there wasn't necessarily a burn of any sorts, there was a little bit of swelling on the tongue. So it kind of, yeah, it, it made me think about something that was probably around 55. So I'm going to put it there. So lastly, on the conclusion here for Spirit A, with everything said, and I think for this particular spirit, I think it definitely lives in that outstanding category. I think it's a really, really beautiful, well balanced whiskey and, and, and bourbon for that matter, because I think it is a bourbon. I think it has enough of those characteristics on the nose and the palate to be a bourbon. And probably also with the amount of oak and burnt toast and, and, and kind of spices coming through on the palate, I think probably something that's a little bit older in the bourbon world maybe like a 10 year i guess maybe not older but i think yeah a 10 year mark potentially i don't think there's that much more i can really pull from this because it's it's really hard to tell it feels like a familiar profile and i've i've had a lot of bourbon it's it's been my my kind of main spirit for a a long time but again when you do blind tastings it's just one of those things like you you'll never really know unless you're really dedicated to a very specific brand and you can just pick out the profile that this particular brand is putting out but for me it's always been about tasting as many different styles of bourbon different styles of rye whiskeys as I possibly could so i'm not in the position to be able to say like this is a particular distillery or anything like that. But I do think it's a bourbon. and I do think that it has that kind of potentially like a mid range age to it. So so yeah, around maybe 10 year mark or something like that. Alright, cool. So moving over to spirits B. Again, I think we're dealing with a, a bourbon here. So yeah, the sweetness is dry. So within the regulation of bourbon, you cannot add any sugar to bourbons. So that would fit the theory. On the texture here, however, it was a little bit it was a little bit disappointing on the texture because it was quite watery in the mouth. It wasn't really there wasn't a lot of bite to it, and the viscosity, rather than being thick and and, and, and oily as it would suggest in the glass, it's actually quite a low viscosity. So I might say it's maybe low towards a medium viscosity because it was a little bit, but it was actually not It was actually not a lot, and and especially when you compare it to how it looks in the glass, it was a little bit disappointing. So the intensity in this one here is a medium, so the flavor characteristics that did come through had a medium volume to them, so they weren't overpowering or anything like that. It wasn't like a big and, and bold and very pronounced profile like we saw on Spirit A here, so it was a little bit more subdued although a medium is is still quite a good body of of intensity and the flavor characteristics coming through again here was oak there was some leather there was the the cloves coming through and again kind of the crushed cloves so it's almost like you've 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 muddled them down and, and and kind of broken them apart a little bit and then it was also this kind of black peppercorn coming through similar to what we saw on spirit a where the black peppercorn appeared and maybe it's just one of those things that I, I tend to get on, on the palate because I've noticed that I do get that black peppercorn on, on quite a few things, but not on the nose, really only on the palate. So yeah, it's just one of those things. Um, and then also what I was getting on Spirit B here was, was kind of like, I guess, almost to some degree, a lack of those kind of sweeter notes coming through. Although, again like we saw on spirit A here, as soon as I started adding the water to the spirit, it was opening up a little bit more and I started to getting those those sweeter notes um, that was present on the nose. So the baked apples coming through, a little bit of that kind of caramelized sensation as well, and, and, and maybe some of that pie crust. So it's quite a simple palette. If you compare it to spirit A here, there wasn't as many characteristics coming through and although the water was allowing more of those kind of sweeter notes to appear on the palate, it wasn't really as, as great of a variety of, of characteristics coming through here. It was a little bit simpler, not necessarily in a bad way. It, it kind of helped through to the nose. So I think the intent here wasn't, wasn't the same as, as what we saw on Spirit A. So they would probably have a similar kind of journey throughout if you look at the two spirits side by side here. Although the simplicity of this one here also kind of turned out to to give it less, less power on the finish. So the finish was shorter and it didn't have as much complexity. So I feel like there's a little bit of a letdown, but not necessarily in a bad way. I think it's just one of those things where in the glass it really had the potential to be a very similar experience to what I had on Spirit A here. But I think the fact that the viscosity was quite low, and also that it it lost a little bit of that sweetness on the on the palate, just put it down just like a, a few marks from from what we saw on Spirit A here. So, so with that said, I think the final thing I will say, though, actually is the ABV. So what did come through on Spirit B here was a lot more swelling on the tongue so it was interesting because the ABV didn't really carry through on the finish there was no burn or anything like that it didn't really carry that sensation of the ABV all the way through however on the tongue itself there was quite a bit of burn so it makes me it makes me think that there's potentially a higher ABV on this one but also it would support that theory that this is potentially a younger spirit than than spirit A. So the simplicity of of the aroma and flavor characteristics, plus the higher ABV, to kind of help carry those flavors, is something that uh, you see quite often in in younger spirits. So I think that's where I'm gonna I'm gonna place the the guess here at the end that this is also a bourbon, but probably something that's younger than spirit A. Um, so finally, the quality level, which I skipped here, so I'll go back to that. So quality level on spirit B, I think it's still a very good spirit. I think a lot of the things that I've, I've kind of talked through here is actually leaning towards that kind of in the middle of, of in between the good and, and outstanding, like it's not enough for me to say, and this is just my, my personal opinion, that I think it's a little bit of a disappointment from the glass into the palette here. But I think that's just that's just me. And that's not what the quality assessment is about. It's not necessarily what I think, although it's it's pretty impossible to be completely objective here. So I do think that is still a very good spirit. It has enough elements from the nose carrying through into the palette for it to be a, a very good spirit overall. And also, although the finish wasn't as long as you would have it on the Spirit A here, it still was a medium finish, and it had some complexity, you still got some of that oak, you still got some of those black peppercorns coming through. So overall, not a bad spirit at all. And actually, it was it was quite enjoyable. I really liked them both. I mean, I, I personally would would drink Spirit A all day, every day. But yeah, Spirit B, maybe I'll, 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 uh, Maybe I'll eat my words in a few minutes when I <laughs> when I open the note. But yeah, spirit B, maybe not so much for me. I think uh, trying younger spirits and stuff like that is is something I find interesting. But not necessarily when I just want to sit down and enjoy a good whiskey. I tend to go for something that's a little bit more of an age or with a little bit more uh, complexity. So so yeah, I think. With all of that said, and and obviously I could be completely off here and and, uh, yeah, we'll find out in a minute. Yeah, so I think with that said, let's close this section out and uh, get back into the reveal. are back with the reveal and uh <laughs> man is this interesting so here we go and you guys already knew that so you're probably laughing the whole way through so spirit A here is the EH Taylor Four Grain 12 years old 50% from 2018 so I can't actually remember whether or not I've had this before and um yeah but it's good. I like it. 12 years old. All right, 50%. It's a bourbon, I think. Four grain. Hmm. Well, as long as it's 51% corn, it would be a bourbon, but I'm actually not sure. I think the EH Taylor range is all bourbons except for the rye, obviously. That is a rye. <laughs> so here's the here's the funniest bit. So, spirit B and uh, <laughs> so this is a rye whiskey. So Michter's rye, and this is the ten-year-old rye, forty-six point four percent from twenty eighteen. So I'm, I am—I don't think I've ever been so wrong <laughs> on anything. So this is the first, or well, not the first thing where I've been wrong, but this is the 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 first time I've been very, very off here. So I'm, I'm looking at my notes and I'm looking at this, this little card here. And, and Tom is actually, he's used one of the uh, spirits people tasting cards here. So good use of that, Tom, nicely done. And uh, also nicely done on these two. These are, I mean, the Mictors Rye is supposedly amazing, but apparently I wasn't really picking up any of this. I wasn't picking up any rye on this. So I'm gonna have to retaste this and, and, and see if I just completely messed up here. But yeah, I wasn't picking up any of that rye grain, there's no ginger on there. And also the ABV, I was bumping it up to 60%. And this is actually lower than Spirit A 46.4 completely off here. This is hilarious. <laughs> Very interesting. And also, I thought it was quite young, 10 years, well, Mictors, the 10 year range is I will say the 10 year range is not my favorite out of the Mictors, but I actually really enjoy Mictors as a brand. Some of my favorite um is the actually the the barrel proof rye and uh, also the toasted barrel rye. And yeah, they're they're amazing and and this just doesn't feel like anything like that at all. So, so yeah. So mind-boggling. So mind-boggling. Anyway, okay, cool. So uh, yeah, there's that. <laughs> blind tasting. So yeah, thanks everyone for listening and for checking out this week's episode. I hope you guys had a laugh and uh, yeah, I'm still trying to figure out what just happened, but I guess I'll I'll <laughs> I guess I'll just have to take it for what it is. It's a blind tasting and uh, yeah, no one is ever safe. so so yeah, there's that. Again, Tom, thank you so much for sending these samples. These have been really interesting to taste. And uh, yeah, I do apologize if you really love this uh, this Michter's 10-year-old rye, if I butchered it for you. So so, yeah, but uh, that's what happens. (laughs) Right, cool. So I'll close out this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please do consider subscribing. This is available on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. If you like this podcast, you might also enjoy the behind the scenes where I record myself recording these podcasts and they're available over on Patreon. So exclusively to my Patreon subscribers, they can watch me baffle along in the background and and laugh at myself when I get things completely wrong like today. And uh, yeah, you can join over there for as little as a dollar a month. And yeah, finally, I just want to say thank you so much to everyone who already support me on Patreon. And uh, yeah, with your support, these podcasts will remain advertisement free and uh, yeah, hopefully also a good laugh for everyone. So so yeah, that's it. Let's close out this week's episode. I hope to see you guys next week. Cheers. (laughs)